1: songs with host martin popoff a production of pantheon podcasts
0: let's rock out with martin Hello, once again, Martin Popoff here, back for another episode of History and Five Songs with Martin Popoff, brought to you by the good people at Pantheon Podcast. We're part of a vast and always expanding Pantheon Podcast network of exclusively music podcasts. Very cool stuff. Uh, Lots of people who really are wise music swamis. We're available on Spotify, iTunes, and over 40 other podcast platforms. All right. This episode... Uh, Episode 122, bit of a mouthful for a title, but uh, it it basically takes care of things. Uh, We're calling this Best New Wave of British Heavy Metal Bands Now, shortened to Best NWOB. HM Bands Now. Um, this is a a uh, episode that was suggested by Derek Tolme. so thank you very much for this, Derek. Uh, I've morphed it a little bit, and I've, I've excluded a few and added a few and kind of focused down to what it is. Um, but essentially, what we're going to be looking at here is uh, the original new wave of British heavy metal bands that are in operation now, who are doing the best job of flying the flag for the new wave of British heavy metal. Now, that's going to mean some different things, and there's some qualifying, and then when we get to the Honorable mention, uh, honorable Mentions, we'll talk about a few that I've excluded for various reasons and why I've excluded them. And uh, and obviously, I'll argue for these five and why I included them. Um, so I think we'll, we're going to cover a lot of ground here in this episode. I thought this was a really cool episode, good concept. Uh, take a listen to our first track, though. This is Venom with 100 miles to hell. All right, Venom. Wow. So um, so the interesting thing about this one, by the way, I'm putting these in, in reverse awesomeness order. So when we get to number five, that is the most awesome example of this uh, best uh, New Wave of British Heavy Metal Bands Now concept. Uh, so we're starting with Venom and I had to put them first because of a couple things here. Uh, it's always debatable how uh, part of the new wave of British heavy metal Venom should be with that sound that they had. It was a very weird sound, but they were on neat records. Um, it was a it was a death metal, a thrash metal, a black metal sound. It was very dirty, uh, we, which isn't something that most new wave of British heavy metal bands did. But um, I wanted to include them here because I think they're doing a great job of staying faithful to their uh, original sound now the uh, the other interesting so so again so this is from storm the gates 2018 uh but they've you know from the very depths fallen angels hell metal black resurrection all of this is happening in the 2000s so so they are doing a good job a of being prolific and b uh although that you know the band lineup is uh, is um chronos uh with two guys who aren't original venom guys so this is one of the reasons later i'm going to kick out some honorable mentions but in this case i wanted to uh i i felt it was valid to include them because it is Kronos's, you know awesome vocals uh bass of course as well and they were only a trio anyways to begin with so it is one third of the lineup but you've also got Stuart LaRage Dixon on guitars 2007 to the present Danny Dante Needham drums 2009 to the present so these guys have been around for quite a while as well and this isn't their first records for the band either um our first record for the band so when you listen to this album uh you definitely hear the Venom sound you hear that you hear the wall of drums Abaddon drum sound uh you definitely hear Cronus's voice you hear the recording dirty on purpose remember we just did a, an episode of that recently and yeah Venom was part of that weren't they um so you definitely get uh i i think a valid a valid uh you know reproduction of venom's new of british heavy metal sound arguably uh, arguable whether they belong or not and one honorable mention i did want to uh say fits into this a little bit is motorhead because again we we included them on recording badly on purpose and motorhead is uh also debatable whether they belong in the new wave of british heavy metal i've always said they do of course uh but a lot of people think the sound is a little off plus they start a little early uh to be included in the whole thing but i thought venom or, or motorhead would be another great example i didn't pick them because i wanted venom to um represent this end of it which is which is, you know, Motorhead were a band that, see, it's a funny one. See, Motorhead were a band that made lots and lots and lots of records. They they more or less stayed faithful to their sound, but they constantly sort of cleaned it up. Uh, the, the productions were better. But they they did a good job of staying close to their sound, but again their sound is a little bit a bit off. And again, they're they're a trio. So so later on, even though it's the one original guy, they had a stable lineup for a long long time, and uh, they could have been included in here as well. But I just thought you know Motorhead had done so much to to distinguish themselves over the decades outside of the new wave of British heavy metal I thought it was kind of cool to almost not include them in here and and just leave them on the hallowed ground that lemmy and uh, and um Phil and Mickey deserve to be left in all right so let's move on to our second one take a listen to this this is Saxon with the secret of flight the you do that
1: for flight, but never saw is be
0: All right, so I wanted to include Saxon in here, but Saxon has a different problem. They're they're slightly problematic in another way, but they deserve to be included because they are awesome in another way as well. First off, I wanted to pick a song of theirs that did feel like it it was part of the Saxon New Wave of British Heavy Metal sound. And there is a lot of New Wave of British Heavy Metal to Saxon sound, but their one problem is that um they they are a band that you know, I've often complained recently that that there's not a lot of difference, there's not a, a lot of daylight between Judas Priest's firepower, Saxon's last five albums, and Accept's last five albums. Right, the Mark Turnillo years is it five? I'm not even sure. It might be six. Might be four. Um, but um, the point is, is that Saxon, a lot of people have complained a little bit that they are more or less a bunch of old guys playing power metal. Essentially, is what is is you know, the big criticism of them. But no, I mean, there is a lot of music they've come up with. I mean, listen to this. 2001, Killing Ground, 2004, Lionheart, 2007, The Inner Sanctum, 2009, Into the Labyrinth. 2011 called arms 2013 sacrifice 2015 battering ram 2018 thunderbolt and they've done they've done a covers album but i wanted to a to play something that sounded a little new wave of a british heavy metal and b was from their very most recent album and the fact of the matter is it's awesome that they've made this many records first of all that's really cool uh, they, they've kept the, the cover art they've kept the lyrical themes uh, you know close and faithful to the new wave of British heavy metal and despite them you know playing a little faster and a little more professional and a little more more Euro and a little more power metal there is lots and lots and lots of new wave of British heavy metal across these great albums there's lots to, lots to really like about Saxon and the last thing I want to say about Saxon is they definitely have a very legitimate lineup you've got the main guy Biff with his voice and his lyrics and he's leading the band greatly um you've got paul quinn on in there on guitars you know he's he's an original part of that writing team and then doug scarrett and nibs carter have been around forever as well and nigel glockler one of the great new wave of british heavy metal drummers he came into the band on the eagle has landed and then his first uh, studio album of course was the power and glory awesome awesome album he's a huge part of the band and he's a writer as well so super legitimate lineup nobody is going to complain about this lineup not being legitimate saxon um you know they they've been they've been an institution for a long time and wow for 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 uh, a for a bank of albums like this, what is this? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine studio albums uh, since since 2000. That's pretty incredible. Uh, so they they definitely belong in this, as well as one of the best new wave of British heavy metal bands. Now, let's take a short break. We'll be right back. All right, back again here, history and five songs with Martin Popoff, um, episode 122, best new wave of British heavy metal bands. Now. Um, I don't think I've said "New Wobam" once, have I? Uh, in this episode, yeah, that's the that's the thing everybody complains about. Hey, eh? this thing's too long. How do you say it? Um, anyways, uh, take a listen to this. This is our third selection. Uh, this is Iron Maiden with "Speed of Light." so i definitely thought i should include iron maiden in here because they are a very interesting case obviously they're one of the biggest bands in all of heavy metal history they're far and away far 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 and away the new wave of british heavy metal band that succeeded the most um and the other very interesting thing about iron maiden well a bunch of interesting things totally legitimate lineup hey, we had no problems there made lots and lots and lots of music we've got no problems there they've been very prolific since since um you know 2000 since bruce came back and the other cool thing about them is that they essentially, and this is for better or worse, uh, you know, there's been a lot of complaints about the new album Senjutsu. And for that reason, I wanted to slap it a little bit on the wrist and play something from the previous album. So Speed of Light is from the Book of Souls. I also wanted to play something that was uh, that was really up-tempo and feels like a new wave of British heavy metal song. But my point is, including them in here and so high up the list, uh, is the fact that, they essentially established their sound on peace of mind. I mean, what I've always said about Iron Maiden is they made an incredible bank of records. It is absolutely the best run of records within the New Wave of British Heavy Metal. Iron Maiden, Killers, Number of the Beast, peace of mind. and But they're all different from each other, I think, by a fair bit. But essentially, they established their sound on peace of mind. A big part of that is Nico McBrain coming in as drummer. And they've essentially never changed their sound ever again. So they... Sound antique still. And they sound very antique on Senjutsu. But also, what is this antique sound? You could say it's Iron Maiden, right? You could say there's so much personality in all those different guys in a combination. They're a little bit like the Who when we talk about, I think I did a an episode about um bands of individuals, right? Where you really feel the individual personalities of, of the guys in a band. So Iron Maiden essentially are playing the most old-style, faithful, new wave of British heavy metal music of, of many, many bands, and especially of a massive, massive, massive band. Like, how dare they not grow, essentially. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm fine with that. And I do believe that's kind of the case. And a lot of people are really saying that's the case with the new album because it is long songs that are kind of slow or mid-paced. Uh, you know, the initial excitement on that album has really kind of worn off, I've noticed lately. Nobody's really talking about it anymore. It's kind of odd. Uh, but no, I, I definitely think uh, they are one of the first bands that come to, comes to mind uh, when you when you want to talk about this concept. A lot of people won't talk about them because they're so massive and it doesn't feel like they're part of the scene. But the amazing thing is Iron Maiden quietly and tacitly and without, you know, particularly talking about the new wave of British heavy metal over the years has essentially been flying the flag at the very uppermost top level for the new wave of British heavy metal ever since they started uh, back in whatever year you want to pick 1974 but let's say 1980 and they haven't stopped they haven't stopped all the way up to senjutsu right now in in 2021 pretty incredible um all right let's move on to our number fourth example in the intensifying feel of this whole thing take a listen to this this is tokyo blade with burning rain All right. So this is an interesting band. I, I can't believe we already featured Tokyo Blade literally two episodes ago, which is pretty bizarre, our Made for Japan episode. Uh, but this is a band that that is a, a key right in their new wave of British heavy metal band. They got a little bit of a late start. Feels a little bit like Exodus to me in thrash. Like they, you know, their first album comes out a little later than the reputation, uh, you know, deserves. But Their first album, 1983, Night of the Blade, 1984, arguably the year when the new wave of British heavy metal is almost over. Black Hearts and Jaded Spades was a perfectly good album as well. Uh, But then they made albums through the 80s and all that. Um... Uh, and later on in into the 2000s we've got uh well i i the storm is a re-release of no of of no remorse but we've got 1000 men strong unbroken is a great album and this song is off of dark revolution just from last year 2020 but wow what a sound eh in that so the sound is definitely completely legitimate old school tokyo blade that same product those same production values with the with the egregiously distorted guitars and kind of a wall of sound and and the songwriting is so new wave of british heavy metal as well so i love that it's great songwriting legit recording uh values uh in terms of that that analog feel but the new wave of british heavy metal analog feel um i love that this is uh, uh you know a an obscure band being very exciting, doing great music now. And the amazing thing again is that we've got a super, super legitimate lineup. In in fact, a, you know, essentially the Tokyo Blade lineup, the classic lineup, which is amazing. Uh, Here we are 40 years later, but you've got Andy Bolton on guitar, uh, John Wiggins on guitar as well. Andy Wrighton on bass, Steve Pierce on drums. And most importantly, for any legitimacy of any lineup, of course, lead vocalist, we've got Alan Marsh on those great lead vocals, and he's been back in the band since 2016. So, yeah cool yeah you, you you can't you can't fault tokyo blade for fitting this process or, or this concept uh perfectly so that was burning rain um let's listen to our last and bestest of all of these tracks and all of these examples take a listen to this this is angel witch with death from andromeda <laughs> All right, so I totally, totally had to put Angel Witch in here, and I totally had to put them last because they're two reunion albums, and we'll get to that. They're not exactly reunion albums, but the the two Angel Witch albums uh, that have happened recently— um, as above, so below is 2012, so it's a long time ago. But this was from Angel Angel of Light, uh, which is just 2019. And it's a masterpiece of new wave of British heavy metal sound and, and more so, more importantly, it's a masterpiece in terms of uh, well, actually, both of them are. So you've got "As Above, So Below" and "Angel of Light" are the two are the two new era Angel Witch albums, and they stand up to the amazing, amazing high standard set by the debut self-titled Angel Witch album, uh, 1980, back on bronze. But essentially, the entire lineup of albums or discography is is that great. Uh, you know. A- an album that is better than the Iron Maiden album but as as we've discussed you know in in this uh, podcast before who knows which episodes but Iron Maiden took off like a rocket and Angel Witch fizzled um but Angel Witch with their debut was actually better at, you know for for one brief instance Angel Witch was the better band than Iron Maiden back in 1980 incredible incredible record everybody loves it it's high up the list of everybody's favorite new wave british heavy metal albums but uh, then things went south. Uh, we got lineup changes, breakups. Screaming and Bleeding doesn't come out until 1985. So five years elapsed before we get an album. Uh, it's not very good. Frontal Assault is even worse, 1986. But then they go away and they come back. Now, who comes back? That's the important thing. So the point here is, and we're including them here, it's a little bit of a Motorhead and Venom story. Uh, I'm saying they're okay and they're legit, a, for the sound, but B, because the old band was only a trio anyways, and the main guy is back here, the main guy on songwriting, lead guitar, and vocals, those amazing vocals, we're talking about Kevin Hayborn, of course, but... Uh, you've got Jimmy Martin on rhythm guitars only 2015 to the present and Frederick Jansen on drums only 2016 to the present. Uh, so even from as above, so below things have changed. But the point is this sounds amazingly, amazingly like old angel, Witch. the production values wall of sound again, quite a bit like Tokyo blade, a lot of noise, a lot of distortion wall of sound, but still great bottom end. Uh, so you've got a, an, an, incredibly legitimate uh sounding record you know back to their early days just like tokyo blade uh did as well but yeah killer riffs wow uh great vocals from kevin uh, great grooves on this i love the the opener don't turn your back of course this song death from andromeda I, I almost picked we are the damned to play i love i am infamy on here um the closing title tracks amazing proggy very crushing sound uh to that as well um so I just thought this was amazing and great album covers too, by the way. So, so yeah, check out Angel Witches As Above, So Below from 2012, 2013, depending, uh, and, 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 Angel of Light from 2019. So there you go. That was our reverse order. Our five examples of the greatest new wave of British heavy metal bands, uh, you know, in operation in later light in, in later time, um, later, whatever, and, and what they're doing with it. A few honorable mentions. And why I've left them out. Tank... Tank still having that that, that um, you know that uh, that war between Algie and the other band. The other band is not a fully legit lineup because it's not the Brabs brothers and Algie, of course, who were operating in the new wave of British heavy metal. And also their sound is a little bit too cleaned up and too power metal, so they're not exactly even sounding like the old Tank. But they're a good band. So Tank, which find I just didn't think the new material stood up to the old material. Not that the old material is that. But beloved uh in the world either uh and they haven't done very much tigers of pantang the lineup is just too illegitimate it's it's not john Deverill. it's not jess cox it's uh and and also because the the pieces aren't in place uh it doesn't even really sound like they're trying to be legitimate old school new wave of british heavy metal again a little bit too power metal uh, quartz came back for an album fear no evil but they just didn't didn't do much um Savage is an interesting case. Savage did some good records in the 90s. I remember when Neat uh, got back together again with Holy Wars and Babylon, Hyperactive. Uh, not Hyperactive. Uh, that's that's their 80s sort of uh, commercial thingy. <laughs> but Holy Wars and Babylon were pretty cool. And, uh, you know... Sons of Malice 2012. These are hard albums to even sort of get and find, but you can actually go on YouTube and play these albums. But Sons of Malice 2012 and 7, uh, 2015, very legitimate sound. Uh, I almost included these guys. Uh, it's, it's definitely, this is fitting, you know, very, very neatly in our department with Angel Witch and Tokyo Blade the most out of, what we used, for example. So Savage, check out Savage. Their their new material, still amazing, amazing riff writing from those guys. Witchfinder General, they only did one album. And again, it's not Zeeb Park, so it's not really sounding like old Witchfinder. Uh, Head, an interesting case. I think Brian Tatler still has that great spirit of great songwriting and riff writing that he's had. And they've put out a few albums. They haven't been super prolific, like, like a Saxon who obviously are the gold standard of this. Um, but the other thing that bothers me is that it's not Sean Harris. So you're, you you know, you were getting Nick Tart and then they even changed the singer again, unfortunately. Um, so um, I, I really preferred Nick a, as a singer. I, I thought what they did with him was, was, Probably the, you know, the best newer stuff. But it's been it's been a a little bit of a spotty sort of um thing there. But again, you know, legitimate sound. And Brian, what a songwriter. I mean, he's just such a great uh riff writer. Uh Clovenhoof is an interesting case. They came in kind of towards the tail end of the new wave of British heavy metal. It's good stuff, but it's only the bassist plus a bunch of guys. So the the lineup wasn't legitimate enough. Raven is an interesting case here. So Raven. Legit lineup with, you know, you've got the two Gallagher brothers and uh, not Noel and Liam. Uh, I must, I might say, um, but Joe Hasselvander on drums on a lot of these records. So the problem with Raven is they've, they've kind of cleaned up their sound too much to be considered like the old classic Raven. Uh, it's fast, um, but it's fast and it feels a little power metally And I think Joe really, um, sounds almost too much like a power metal drummer. Um, so Raven, it, I could have I put them in here, you know, and they've been semi-prolific, you know, One for All, Walk Through Fire, ex- Extermination, Metal City, just last year, 2020, uh, they put out a new album. So it could have included them as well. Um, and there you go. Those are all my honorable mentions. I did want to uh, mention a few things, uh, you know, some comments on Our last episode, which was all about Greatest Hits Plus, Uh, this was songs added to Greatest Hits albums, new studio tracks. Um, So on the Facebook, we've got some some comments. Joe Beck writes in great show and topic. Kiss also had those not so love songs. Let's put the X in sex and you make me rock hard on smashes and thrashes hits. Um, I actually don't mind those songs. I remember when I heard me wise magic, I was in Florida, so that I did include uh, from Van Hill and I was in Florida having a great time I was pumped for the reunion that never happened, but eventually did 10 years later. Primal scream. You know, he's coming on another one that I put in there is an awesome song. It's still featured in Motley Crue's live set. Uh, Nikki shoots flames from his bass during it. Neil Miller, who's given me a lot of great examples, you know, uh, inspired a couple shows recently puts uh let's put the x and sex is one of the most entertaining kiss songs ever just for that video with the dancing guitarist paul stanley and gene simmons doing some epic bass fart moves that was my (laughs) my concept of these gene songs you know darn 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 you know that whole idea amidst clouds of dry ice uh let's see what else we got here um Dean Doherty writes, uh, that video with Pauly on that swingy thing was pretty mesmerizing too. Uh, let's see. Teagan, Jane, Kaya, Garcia, Evans writes, great episodes as always. Thank you, Teagan. King's X had in their mid-90s best of album that had Sally on it. One of my favorite lighter alternative tracks by the band. It's wholesome and sweet. Junior's Gone Wild is probably one of the best heavy songs ever. It doesn't really count seeing it was played on a movie soundtrack. Still, it's worth a spot on any King's X playlist. Uh, let's see. Uh, Neil writes again, uh, comments on on, um, you know, I, I talked about Bitter Pill and His Slave. were definitely the first that came to mind for this topic. I can't forgive them for emitting Livewire and Too Young to Fall in Love because the new song is so good, blah, blah, blah. Let's see. Could have removed Same Old Situation. Uh, let's see. Carlos Abad writes, great episode. I love Who Made Who Too easily in my top 10 favorite ACDC songs. That I included, of course. Uh, let's see. Rodrigo CA writes, love the episode. Primal, Primal Scream is peak Motley Crue to me. Other examples I thought of include Died from Allison Chains, Music Banks box set. Yep. Uh, let's see. Nobody Rides for Free from Rat and Roll, though I think it was from some soundtrack. Back on Earth from Ozzy's The Oz Man Cometh. Uh, two new two new tracks in Skid Row's 40 Seasons Forever, uh, Forever and Fire in the Hole that clearly sound like uh, just out of their first and second albums, uh, respectively. Let's see. Uh, Lee Jones writes, an early example is Rainbow Blues from Jethro Tull's Best of Album, MU. Uh, Typo, uh, Rodrigo writes, Typo Negatives Hits compilation had some really cool stuff, too. Let's see. Uh, Dean Doerr. Let's see. Steve Polari writes, another great episode. Who made who was the song that finally broke the code of the ACDC for me? I saw Lou Reed at the L- Ritz. Let's see. Who made who? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, let's see. Love this episode. Writes Jamie Anderson, especially impressed with the accuracy of your discussion on Aerosmith's extensive list of compilation albums. You nailed it. Thank you very much, Jamie. Uh, great to see me, uh, me, wise, ma- uh, me, wise magic in there included. Really well done, Martin. One thing I would have added would have been riff and roll from pandora's box so i know it's too obscure let's see Fortuna uh does reference to the early pink floyd singles with sid barrett cmle play and such it's a true chip away the stone let's see what else we got sammy hager's unboxed album high hopes and buying my way into heaven are also quite good that comes from craig kaminsky thank you craig uh augustin garcia de paredes writes one that i almost forgot was about uh Nirvana's "You Know You're Right" from their Black Hits album from 2002. Interesting. Uh, let's see. It was really good to hear Blue saraceno era Poison getting a mention. Says Gareth Edward. I think the Blue Saracino and Richie Cotson eras were the best Poison. Martin Olson writes, those new songs on the Dio years were released as Black Sabbath, Not Heaven and Hell. Yeah, that was kind of interesting in there. Um, You know, there's some some odd stuff going on there. Uh, Kansas Perfect Lover, new song on the 1984 Best of Kansas, writes Neil Miller. So there you go. There's more. Cheap Trick, Reach Out. There's, there's a lot of bands did this uh, did this kind of concept so thank you very much for filling in the gaps there and if you like this episode and always want to support future episodes um, again every every week comes out without you know seven or eight guys and it keeps it keeps it in, in kind of a like perfect case like we just threw that by the skin of our teeth um, every episode kind of funds itself uh, to, to a modest a modest uh, a little level here uh, but yes go to Kofi rhymes with no Fee.com slash martin Popoff, hit that red support button and buy me a pint or a coffee on that front this week i would like to thank andy at black sugar transmission joe becht at bel-air expediting bruce campbell tim derling nicholas ermolovich david fisher darren kasaboski dennis lawson neil miller augustin garcia de Paredes, and brian sager thank you all very much uh you can go to martinpopoff.com for your book needs um i have uh about 10 left of the Yes visual biography, about 30 left of the Nazareth visual biography. I took extras of those ones. Um, But those are running out soon. Uh, I will have back in stock shortly the Van Halen Unchained and uh what's the other one that i ran out of uh van halen Unchained. oh yeah the the big ones coming back are the flaming telepath telepaths book which continues to uh, generate interest i'm always amazed at that it's really cool that's the one i did the prints for and i've got a print offer in the back of that and the max webster's coming back in print so that's uh, gonna be here uh mid mid november um so yeah, Max Webster, that is one people have been asking for for a long time. So that's coming back in print. Thanks again. Uh, go play some of this great uh, flying the flag for new wave of British heavy metal stuff. Again, especially the Angel Find all of our shows, notes, social, and links at
1: www.pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you listen to great podcasts. All songs can be found for purchase on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please purchase these great and important tracks. Find us on Facebook at the RNRAP. We are on Instagram at R Archaeology. Tweet us at RNR Archaeology. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football